Welcome to The Conversation. This is Gretchen. And hi, I'm Christy. This is Conversations to Connect. You're listening to episode two, where we will be getting real about our personal boundaries and how those affect our lives and our relationships. Boundaries, these are essential to healthy relationships. Setting and sustaining boundaries is a skill that isn't explicitly taught to us. And because of that, we need to learn what healthy boundaries are and how to set them. It means to know and understand what your limits are. Yeah. And there's three main components to healthy boundaries or the definition of what healthy boundaries are. And healthy boundaries are flexible, safe, and connected. Um, The flexibility in boundaries means that you can be both close and distant as you need, adapting to whatever situation that you're in. And that those situations can change. Absolutely. So for example, if I had a hard day at work, I'm tired, I come home, and my husband or my kids are like, mom, how are you? And they want attention from me. I can say, you know what, guys? I need a little bit of time. Can you leave me alone? So that your personal space isn't invaded. And I feel I'm giving myself what I need, Mm -hmm. right? And so, but that's not forever. I'm not telling them for the rest of our lives, don't ever talk to me again. Give me five minutes. Give me 10 minutes. I will come back to you when the time is right for me. I just need to maybe take care of something that's personal care for myself to take a couple of breaths to, you know, get something organized and then come back to give that person what they need when it's right for you. In that situation, I just Mm -hmm. need to decompress. And so for a few moments, however long that is that I need to take, that's what I'm going to do. And then I can come back and say, as boundaries are flexible, I don't, that boundary, whoop, take it away. I don't need it anymore. Now we can be close. You can touch me. You can talk to me. You can interact with me. I'm okay now. Sure. And using that example that you gave, those boundaries allow you to be safe. You can protect yes. yourself. You can say, um, this is something that I need for me and you know, this allows me to connect with you better. That's the third one that you brought up before. I can connect with you better when I am in a better headspace, physical space. Right. And being connected in relationships means that you engage in balanced relationships. They maintain over time and you can address conflicts as they arise. Um, And that helps us to leading to feel more connected in all of our relationships. Sure, because then you're not holding on to resentment after or during conflicts and you're able to express what it is that you really do need. And hopefully the other person listens to that and can respond in an appropriate way. And if they can't, that's just an unhealthy relationship. Toxic people aren't able to set and maintain healthy boundaries. Right. And all of these connect to create healthy boundaries because when we have boundaries that are flexible, that we communicate to people, they help us feel safe. When mm-hmm. that person that I communicate a boundary to respects my boundary, I now feel connected, mm-hmm. right? So all of these work together to create healthy relationships because then we have healthy boundaries. In our lives and our relationships, we have personal rights and There isn't an all-inclusive list of rights, but there are ways of setting boundaries and saying that I have the right to be treated with respect, Mm -hmm. um, that I have the right to say no and to not feel guilty. Which is super hard. Yes. So many people struggle with, is somebody not only going to be upset with me, but not trust me or, you know, not be able to depend on me because I'm not doing everything that they're asking me to do. Well, a great example might just be real simple. You know, your friend says, hey... Do you want to get, grab dinner tonight? Um, you know, and you say, uh, no, I can't. And they respond with being really upset. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I was really looking forward to going out with you. 
now I feel bad, right. right? No, I don't have to feel bad. The other person has every right to feel what they feel, but it's important that I set my boundary and say no. So in personal relationships, sure, but also at work, taking on additional workload, yes. having a boss or somebody who is constantly pressuring you to break your boundaries by taking on more than you can physically do. And then maybe you become resentful. Yes. Like I'm trying to do all of this work and nobody's respecting me. Nobody's appreciating my work. Nobody else is doing additional work. Why should I have to? But knowing that you have the need to set that boundary and enforce it to say no. Yeah. Um, another right that we have is to experience and express your feelings. So you have the right to all of your feelings, no matter what they are, whether they are like we talked about in the first podcast, fulfilled feelings, which we might label as positive mm -hmm. or unfulfilled feelings where we're sad, we're resentful, we're angry, things that people might label as negative. It doesn't matter. You get to feel and express all of them. Right. And knowing that your feelings are valid, but also that they are sometimes not rational. So taking the time to slow down, to think, yes. to know that you have the right to change your mind. Yes. You have the right to ask for whatever it is that you want. And knowing, knowing that you're not always going to get it. You have the right to right. ask for it, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean the other person has to give it to you. And that leads to accepting that disappointment might be one of those unfulfilled emotions that you get as a result of somebody else setting a boundary. Which you have the right to experience and express. See how these all lovely, just so wonderfully connect and go together? <laughs> they do. And the right to ask for what you want knows, knowing that the other person has that right to say no. Yeah. You can't expect somebody to do something that is beyond humanly possible. And we can't expect to pressure ourselves in order to meet other people's expectations or to anticipate other people's expectations. That's making assumptions. Well, and that's a good point. And so another right is that you have the right to ask for information. Mm -hmm. You don't have to anticipate somebody else's needs. You don't have to have all the knowledge about what every other person is thinking or wanting. We can't. Just so if people didn't know, none of us are mind readers, maybe a small percentage of the population, <laughs> but I know I'm not. And so if I need to know something, I have to ask. And then know that it's not your job to take responsibility for other people. Yeah. And thinking about other people's needs, anticipating those needs, doing things that they're not even asking for is exhausting. And what it's doing is taking you away from what you need to be doing in order to care for yourself. You are externally placing your happiness on other people, on situations, and it's not your job to make them happy. I always say yeah. that another person cannot be responsible for your unhappiness, and they also cannot be responsible for your happiness. That's really an inside job. Absolutely. Um, another right that we have is to make mistakes. Nobody likes mm. to make mistakes, mm -hmm. but they are something that we all do. They're an important part of life because it's an opportunity for us to feel some of those gross feelings that we don't like. And which, to grow as a person. Yes. That's how we learn through experience. Well, and mm -hmm. when we feel those unfulfilled feelings, it makes us stop and go, wait a minute, what is going on? Because I don't like this, mm -hmm. right? When we don't like feeling those feelings, it is, like Christy said, an opportunity to reflect, to maybe learn from the situation, to think, what is it that I did that maybe I want to do differently? Or what is it that the other person has done? Do I need to set another boundary? Absolutely. And that's where that not feeling guilty comes into play. Yes. Because when people stop and they sort of live in the past of replaying situations and conversations, I wish I had done this differently. I yeah. could do this differently. 
I think that a lot of people get stuck in those thoughts because they believe that in the future they will be better for it. But really what it's doing is robbing you of making that change and moving on. Yeah. You really don't, well, you shouldn't perseverate on things that have already happened. It's just unhelpful. It doesn't, it keeps us mm-hmm. stuck. It doesn't help us to move on. Um, we also have the right to feel good about ourselves. So, you know, sometimes we're interacting with people and they're having a rough day. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't feel good about what you have going on, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes people's emotions are, are really palpable. Like mm-hmm. we can feel them. And so if someone's not doing well, we then struggle with, well, I'm actually having a really great day, you know? <laughs> And I'm feeling really good about myself right now, even though maybe my my friend or my coworker or my whoever, sibling or partner is having a really crappy day and feeling really bad about themselves. Because it is not our job to fix other people. And I think especially yes. in the helping profession, people who are counselors, who are teachers, who are nurses have a really tough time because it's our job as a profession to help other people. Yeah. So then in our personal relationships, sometimes we are more likely to anticipate those needs of other people and maybe become a little bit resentful when we're overextending ourselves when the other person didn't even ask. Well, I think that's the thing too. Just like we said that you have all of these rights, so does everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it's important to recognize like, yeah, these are my rights. I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do, but neither does anybody else. And you have the right to ask for what you want, but so does everybody else. So like Christy said, as therapists, we are just magnets for people who want support because we do that for a living. Mm -hmm. That's part of our personality. So just because people are asking for our help outside of the office Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we have to give it. We can say no and not feel guilty about it because those are boundaries that we're setting to keep ourselves safe. Sure. And that happens all of the time. I can't even say how many times being out in public and just... I oftentimes won't even say that I'm a therapist. Um, I'll simply say I'm a social worker, period. Because there have been times where people just, blah, they they don't have boundaries. They want some sort of advice. So they lay all of their issues on you. And you don't even know this person. I I know for one example, there was a gentleman and he was telling me all about his relationship problems with his girlfriend and on and on and on. And then the girlfriend walks into the situation and he says, hey, this is Christy. She's a couples therapist. And then all of a sudden... (laughs) It turned into a session. It did not because (laughs) at that point I had learned to set my boundaries. But in the past, I would have. You know, I just want to help. I want people to feel comfortable. So I'm going to sit there and listen. But I need to protect my time and my energy. I think another part of it too is, is that it's not always what the other person is doing, right? I might not even say I'm a therapist, but because I know that I'm a therapist, because I know that Mm -hmm. I have these skills, Mm -hmm. because I know that I'm the kind of person that I like to help people. I like to be kind. Mm -hmm. I might read other people's actions Mm -hmm. incorrectly, right? That's why asking for information is so important. Mm -hmm. So if someone is talking to you, you can say, what is it that you need from me right now? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for solutions? Are you looking for a fix? Are you looking for a listening ear? Mm-hmm. What What are you trying to get at? Because mm-hmm. instead of assuming and trying to guess and read other people's minds, we can actually just ask for the information. And as therapists, it's also our responsibility in the helping relationship to not see potential, well, in our personal relationships too, to see potential in somebody that is something we're projecting onto them, to know that other people have the right to do whatever it is that they want, to make the decisions that they want. And um, a good rule is to never work harder than the other person in 
any working or personal relationship. Absolutely. If you ever feel like I am putting more work into this than the other person, stop. Stop and reevaluate the relationship. Um, Also, though, stop and just reevaluate that situation. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that, oh, no, I've recognized I have unhealthy boundaries in all of my relationships. I need to cut ties with everybody. No, but it's an opportunity to reassess. Mm -hmm. Are there things that you could be doing differently, that you could be communicating differently? If you're working too hard, work a little less. And going back to that right to feel good about yourself, relationships what I said before, they don't cause your happiness, but you shouldn't feel bad. You should feel that there's this reciprocity that I'm giving, you're giving, and I'm also open to receiving. I think that a lot of times we, when we have rigid boundaries, we don't want to receive from other people. We just give, give, give. Yes. Yeah. You want to feel that back and forth. You don't want it to just be going one way. You are always giving, 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 Mm -hmm. and the other person's always taking, taking, taking. Or in reverse, you're the one that's taking, 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 very thankful for everything that everyone is giving you, (laughs) but never really giving anything in return. Though either one of those things, we, f- we call them the extremes, right? I think mm-hmm. We might have talked about that before. I can't remember. But we want to be in the middle. We want to find a more balanced mm-hmm. place to be that we can move in and out of. Again, these are flexible. Because I might need some more support from you because I'm struggling with something. Yes. And I say, Gretchen, I really need you to be here and listen to me for X, Y, Z. And then you're going through something in your personal life later. And that is reversed. So you're not always in balance with people, but you're not like you said before, always the one to be giving or always the one to be taking. Yeah. And like I've said before, I'm a very visual person. So I like to think about it as like balance scales, right? Mm -hmm. If we think about like that justice, you know, from the court system, that scales never really actually ever come to a stop. Mm -hmm. They're always moving. There's always fluctuation. Fluidity. Mm -hmm. Fluidity, yes. On either side that shows a really good visual in our minds of what boundaries look like. Mm -hmm. At any one point in time, I might be giving a little bit more than Mm -hmm. the other or maybe a lot more, but it's not forever. We don't stay there, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're not being rigid in our boundaries. We're being flexible. Well, and that fluidity means that we're in the state of impermanence in life. Nothing lasts forever. So while something is... just so sad, though. We want it to. Sometimes when it's really good, we want that to be lasting. But when it's really bad, we don't want that to be lasting either. So it's important to remind yourself that everything is always in constant flow and motion and that it's our job to adapt to those situations. So while boundaries are healthy and they're important to have, most of us have a really hard time setting them. Most of the time because we're not taught how to set them. That's something that when you're observing the adults in your life as a child, that's when you learn um, what your limits might be. And you might learn, oh, if I'm not doing everything people ask me to do, that means that I'm selfish. Mm. Or that means that they might not like me. I could essentially be rejected for setting healthy boundaries. And this idea that I can't be okay unless I have this person in my life is just false information. Right. And so, yeah, it comes from not only how our parents interact with each other, and that's what we're constantly looking at and seeing, but also how they interact with us, how they encourage us to then interact with others. So I think about it a lot in terms of children, how we are always telling telling children to share. Mm-hmm. You should share. Share, right? So mm-hmm. I have a toy. Christy wants to play with it. She gets upset. My mother tells me, Gretchen, share your toy. I don't want to. This is mine. And I have every right to want to have that toy. By constantly telling me that I have to share my toy with Christy, 
inadvertently I am being taught that what I want is not important, that when I have something that I just want to be mine, that's not okay. You should share. And it's not black or white. No. You, you need to teach. There are times to share. Right. Mm-hmm compassion, generosity, caring, that doesn't mean that you're not a compassionate, caring person when you're saying, no, I cannot do that. So I don't need to put others before myself. So many times we're taught like that is a selfish thing to do. And you can set your limits and say, "Um, I'm totally coming from a place of loving and caring and I want to do something for you, but this is what the limit is going to be on that. Yeah. And so there could be a lot of reasons too that like Christy said that we're taught for why we don't set boundaries, um, not wanting to be rejected, not wanting to feel left out. Um, maybe all also though, I don't know how or when or why I would need to set a boundary or I know that I need to do it, but I don't know how to do it effectively. And when I do try to set a boundary, people trample all over them. So then I give up. Mm-hmm. Well, and boundaries aren't just in relationships. They are set within ourselves. Yes. How much time do I spend on a project for work versus mm-hmm. working out and doing something that's going to make me feel good physically. So we're in charge of boundaries within our own self and our mind. There's this idea that um, our our thoughts are ourselves. And that's just absolutely not true. I talk to people all the time about there's a separate entity (laughs) happening in your head. And that's what your thoughts or your ego is. And that's not who you are. So you don't have to listen to the voice or the feeling of I should be doing this or if I don't do this, I'm going to feel guilty. Like that is just something that we oftentimes don't address unless we're in therapy and learn that that's a necessary skill to have as well. Well, and last week when we were talking about those five different parts of our holistic self, that's where boundaries really can come into play, not only with others socially, but also with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like Christy was saying, when we're trying to set those internal boundaries, thinking about what do I need in all of those five aspects, mentally, emotionally, physically, socially, and spiritually. If I'm lacking in one of those areas or multiple areas, or multiple areas, which often is the case, then how can I go about setting boundaries so that I am preventing people from taking away, but I'm also giving to myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to say yes to myself a little bit more and no a little bit more to others mm-hmm. or vice versa. So, Some of the other reasons why we might not set boundaries is that we have a lot of fears that we might be selfish um, or that we believe that we need to put other people before ourselves. I think we touched on that a little bit too. Or not being in touch with our own needs and feelings. If what we talked about in the first podcast was our emotional selves and what those emotions are, giving language to them and saying, hey, this is exactly what I am feeling in this moment and I don't need to say I should be feeling different or I don't have a right to validate those emotions. When we have little or no boundaries, we call those loose boundaries. And those are things that can affect us in many different ways. And some of the ways that having little to no boundaries can cause problems for us is that First of all, it causes people to disrespect us and it keeps that cycle going. Well, who doesn't take advantage of getting whatever they want out of a relationship and not having the other person say no? So if you and I are in a friendship and I'm like, Gretchen, I need you to run to the store for me. I need you to pick up my kids. I need you to do this. I need, I need. And I always say yes. Well, then I know who I'm going to. Right. Christy's like, well, Gretchen always says yes, so I'll just ask her first. Exactly. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God, why is Christy keep coming to me and asking me for all of this? 
So that can be a problem. Um, it causes then me, like you were talking about, to become preoccupied or excessively worried about any specific problem or person. So then I'm constantly thinking, what does Christy need from yes. me? She's always, you know, in some sort of crisis and I'm the only one. That is a problem that helping professions professional people get into as well as I am capable of doing this I should be doing this because I have the ability to um, I can give my energy to that and if I don't give my energy to that and I take the time to go take a yoga class for example then that's me being selfish and that's just we need to get out of that unhelpful thought pattern well and it goes back to that personal right that we talked about that you have the ability to do less than you are humanly capable of doing Mm -hmm. so just because I can help a hundred percent doesn't mean that I have to help at all. And it also doesn't mean that if I do choose to help, I have to help at a hundred percent. Because the caveat to that is if you are always available to people, you're teaching them to depend on you yes. and then they're not using their own resources and using their own abilities to grow and do things on their own. Maybe they become, you know, too dependent on you and then you become reactionary and say, I'm sick and tired of doing this and you feel, you know, angry and irritable rather than you're getting from that relationship as well. Well, and it keeps me, the person who's not setting boundaries in a constant state of chaos, right? So it causes me being ignored, right? Mm -hmm. I'm constantly taking care of everybody else. So I have mental, physical and emotional, emotional energy that is completely overwhelmed and controlled by the other people in my life who are constantly asking things of me. Oh, yeah. And that energy that should be focused on your self care. Because it becomes, if that's becoming absorbed by others and their problems, um, your needs are being ignored right. by yourself. Right. And you have no one to blame but yourself. Sorry, Gretchen. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I knew I, I knew I was all to blame. <laughs> well, don't allow others to, re- not allowing others to reach their f- full potential on their own terms. Who am I to say, Gretchen, you should be at this place in your life. Like right. your timeline is your own timeline. And I, I need to respect that what I think you should be doing in your life isn't necessarily what you need. Well, and also if I'm taking care of all of Christie's needs, I don't have any time, energy, anything left in order to reach my full potential. So then I'm even more worried about the fact that maybe I'm not achieving the things that I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Christy needed me to, to do that whole list of things when really I needed to spend time on myself. Maybe I had errands to run. Maybe I just wanted to relax at home. Maybe I wanted to spend time with my kids. And it doesn't mean that you ignore your friends and their needs. You just maybe recognize, oh, I know that Gretchen is going through a hard time. Maybe I'll send her a call. Maybe I'll shoot her a text. That's not putting somebody's needs above your own. That's saying, I want to reach out to you and let you know that I'm here in a caring way because I have the time right now to do that. Well, and that's a difference between having good boundaries and taking care of someone and making someone feel like they're being taken advantage of. Sure. And that's the loose boundaries. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have very strict boundaries. And what that feels like is, oh, I need to shut everybody else out because maybe I have a history of trauma, abuse. Like, I feel like I can't trust people. So I have a very difficult time opening up myself. Um, And that causes people to feel very lonely very isolated, very disconnected from other people in their life. Yeah. Rigid boundaries come from um, our basic survival instinct. So if you think about when you are in shock, maybe you've had an experience where it triggers that fight or flight experience. um, And you're going to flight. Right. Or fight, you (laughs) know, or freeze. Um, 
so a lot of times if we've had um, a really bad experience, especially an interpersonal experience, right? Or multiple ones, um, rigid boundaries come from fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And they also come and from not having your needs met by caregivers at an early age. Yes. That can cause that. Or yeah. not being respected by intimate relationships or friendships. Yeah. I mean, you have this experience that's happened so why wouldn't I feel that way of course I I tried to trust people before but they violated that and now I feel like nobody understands me um no one really knows me if it causes me to have this disconnect in life yeah. really well and it's overwhelming right so the the boundaries rigid boundaries keep me protected by completely disconnecting from other people um so because when I do try to connect I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. but it's it's that it's makes not, it hard to relate to other well people. and it's not perfect because right. i feel like okay i'm safe but now i'm lonely like you mm-hmm. said i feel like no one knows me i don't share i don't open up with other people i don't have a relationship that allows me to grow as a person because we teach each other when we're in safe healthy boundaries with other people we're growing as people they're growing as people and the idea behind healthy relationships is that you the best is brought out in you and you're bringing out the best in another person in a healthy way, not an unhealthy way. Right. So just like in the loose boundaries where you're so preoccupied with taking care of another person that your needs aren't met, when we have strict boundaries, our needs are also not being mm-hmm. met because we're not communicating them. Sure. We're the ones that are completely shut down, not telling people, this is what I need from you. And so then... They might leave. They might leave. Mm-hmm. They, they could leave us. We're also the people that are saying... They should have known that. Christy should have known that I would have been upset. How mm-hmm. dare she do that? Why would she ever ask me to do that? You know, of course I said no, and now I'm frustrated. Well, there's a real difference, and working with couples, this comes up, well, it comes up with individuals as well, but it's like people, if they they have the right to say no, like that's not okay, but if I'm not saying this is what I need, I have no right to say you didn't anticipate my needs. Absolutely. So if I say, Gretchen, hey, I really need you to sit down and talk to me. I'm having this issue. And you're like, no, sorry, I I don't have the time. I really don't care. Um, That's that's one way to deal with it. But the other way to deal with it would be, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. Let me know how you're feeling. So you have the opportunity to say, yes, I want to do that or no, I can't do that. And um So that's an important part of communication in relationships. Yeah. And when our boundaries are too strict, we shut down. So we don't communicate. We um, push people away. So if you're always wondering why people are leaving you, why you don't have close friendships, why you maybe feel very lonely all the time, it's an opportunity, I think, to look and reflect on are you allowing yourself to connect with others by sharing things about yourself? On the other sense, Mm -hmm. if you're too overwhelmed, you probably have very loose boundaries and need to set a few more. Well, feeling overwhelmed can also be a result of anxiety. So I'm in my head all the time. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. And so I'm imagining all these horrific outcomes and how I would deal with those outcomes should they arise. But the truth of the matter is, whatever happens in your life, you're going to be in that moment, able to make the best decision. So if you're overanalyzing and thinking things, you're pretty much just, you know, wasting your time. So really what we want to find instead is balance, Mm -hmm. right? Really everything in life is about balance, going back to those scales like we talked about. So we want our boundaries to be balanced and we want them to be flexible. And it if you're used to being completely cut off or you're used to being totally loose available. And, and available, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. It is terrifying 
to say no to someone when you've always said yes. It's terrifying to communicate to someone when you've always shut them down. Right. And that fear of being rejected by them might come into play, but uh, there's such a necessary part of moving on from relationships that are toxic for you that that's that's a growing experience as well to say, hey, we have always operated this way but in order to for me to be a healthy version of myself i need to operate in this way and maybe the other person is not willing to to change as well and that's when we move on and look at the people that are adding to our life and not consistently taking our energy away from us right when we have balanced boundaries it allows us to recognize when we need to detach i Mm -hmm. think that's what you're talking about Mm -hmm. recognizing relationships in our lives that are not um, beneficial So being a visual person and using a lot of analogies in um, therapy sessions, accidentally this one came to light last (laughs) week and hopefully the young lady that that helped me think in this terms is listening because we got quite the chuckle because there were some pistachios there. And I said, for example, you want to be like a pistachio. The shell is somewhat open, but it's still protecting yeah. of yourself. Um, you don't want to be a cashew, right? Because cashews have no, no shell whatsoever. And Cashews uh, get abused all the time. They are always <laughs> abused. And those peanuts are just so hard to open. Yeah, They or take a lot of work. They do take a lot of work because they're all exterior shell and all the good stuff is trapped on the inside. So we don't want to be fully exposed and we don't want to be completely shut off. We want to have this healthy balance of, Hey, I'm going to let you into my world, which is being completely vulnerable. And that's scary, but if you have healthy boundaries, you can be vulnerable while taking care of your own needs. Right. And it's not cold or hostile, Mm -hmm. right? When we need to set boundaries or if we need to detach, we recognize a relationship is not healthy, that it's not cold or hostile. You're not being emotionally withdrawn or robotic or uncaring or anything like that. It doesn't mean you're not affected by other people because certainly what's happening in their lives does affect me. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that a person ignores responsibilities or commitment to healthy relationships, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So we're still really paying attention to the things that are important to ourselves and to and the relationships. Yeah, yeah, and the so relationships we're in. Whatever is bringing something to our, our lives, making us grow as people, making us um, more content, more happy, more f- fulfilled. Well, and when we can detach from relationships that are unhealthy and set those boundaries that are flexible and balanced, it allows us to focus on our own goals, right? And it allows others to meet their own needs and seek their own appropriate supports, whether that be from us or from other people. Right. Well, one question that might come up is, what is my worst fear about saying no? And if you can look at what the worst case scenario is and just label it and um, then say, okay, if that's the worst thing that could happen, this is what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes being upfront about that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I tell a lot of people, and I try to do this myself, that if my worst fear about saying no is is that you think that I don't care, mm-hmm. um, then I might say that, mm-hmm. right? So Christy might say, hey, do you want to do this? And in my head, I don't want to, mm-hmm. or I can't, mm-hmm. and now, but I'm worried she's going to think I don't care. So I might say, I'm really sorry, but I can't do that. I hope you know it's not because I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think people tend to shoot themselves in the foot by making excuses oh, and yeah. feeling like, well, there has to be a reason why I don't want to do that and then you really come off as being not authentic and that's when people lack their trust in you so i completely agree with that and one of the things i think that oftentimes 
I am unsure of or people that come and work with me are unsure of is like, okay, I know that I have boundaries that are not good. Now what? Yeah. How do I set healthy boundaries? Right. What do I do? Well, I say all the time, start small. Recognize where you need to get support. What area of your life is that lacking? And start there and just say, oh, I might... um, I might not start with something that's going to cause me to feel a lot of anxiety that I have to follow through with, or I might change my mind of just saying, um, I can make it to this X, Y, Z activity, but this is my time limit that I can spend there. That's something small. Anything tiny. Even if it's just like I said, like when you start saying no, you add in a little caveat of like, but I hope you know this isn't because I don't care about you. Right. Right. Like making little tiny steps is always going to be more effective than taking huge steps. And knowing what those reactions are going to be. When I'm working with people, maybe coming up with two, three, four um, sentences that can be used in different situations that you know that's going to be your go-to response. So you don't have to be like, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I already know what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to say it. And that allows you to say it like um, in a firm way, of an assertive but caring way. So here are some really simple things that you can do to set um, healthy boundaries. You can know and name your own limits. You can be aware of your emotions and you can learn the difference between, again, as we talked about those fulfilling emotions and unfulfilling emotions. That allows you to take ownership of our own responsibilities in creating our happiness of saying, these are the things that are good for me. These are the things that are not so good for me. So being direct, being assertive and being clear when setting your boundaries. Give yourself permission to set boundaries and work to maintain and preserve them. That's really important. Well, practicing self-awareness is knowing what it is for for to, you to be healthy and saying, oh, I'm aware of this emotion and this is how I typically react. Not assuming how the other person should be reacting. Yeah. Consider your past and present, right? Christy and I talked about this before. How you were raised along with your role in the family can become additional obstacles in setting and preserving those boundaries. So recognize what you're used to because of how things were in your family relationships and what it is that you want to be different. And above all, making your self-care a priority. That is not selfish. I repeat, not selfish. I'll repeat it too. Taking good care of yourself is not being selfish. And it also means recognizing the importance of your feelings and honoring them. And seek support, right? Find people in your circle. And if you don't have anyone in your circle who can support you in setting healthy boundaries, we need to start developing new relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeking out therapy is a great way. If you're looking around at your family and your friends and your work, and there isn't anybody there that you feel like can support you in making these changes. Or even if there is. A therapy is a very different Therapy yeah. is so different. It can be really great, non-biased, um, non-judgmental, totally neutral person to give you some... Um, Insight? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As therapists, we are trained of being in a different sort of role for people. So it's not like going to a friend. It's not like going to a family member. We are working with you in order to attain the goals that um, that you seek for setting healthy boundaries. Thank you everyone for listening to conversations to connect with christy and gretchen if you like our show and want more information or just want to connect with us go to our website at www.conversationstoconnect.com and follow us on instagram we hope this episode has given you some useful tips to create meaningful conversations in your life 
If you feel like you would benefit from talking with a therapist, one resource is the website www.psychologytoday.com or you can contact your insurance company. See you next time.